Blog Talk Radio. You're listening to Trucking 101, surviving your first year with host Melissa Grimm. We'll talk about safety, managing your money, and real life out on the road. Our group has over 100 years of combined real-world driving experience. You've got questions, we've got answers. Hello and welcome to Trucking 101, Surviving Your First Year the show that will not only help you survive your first year, but thrive in your first year. I'm going to go ahead and bring on my co-host, Russ Morgan. Hey, Russ, how's it going? Uh, It's going. Trying to make a dollar, you know, as always. Oh, yeah. Uh, I know how that is. I've been sitting at the uh, operating center for uh, three days. This is day three. I'm leaving tomorrow. Thank goodness. Uh, you can't make any money that way. Go out and make a dollar no, I'm about to go out and make a dollar myself here. So yeah, because I've been I've been making zero the past three days. So. Um, oh well. Go ahead. Tonight. Yep. No, you go ahead. Oh no, I was just gonna crack a joke or something. Go ahead, by all means. Let's let's get started. Uh, tonight we're we're very lucky to have actually, believe it or not, my father on the show tonight, and I'll explain. Um, I don't know, about a month ago, he called me and he's asking questions about, you know, my job and everything like that, and money and, you know, all kinds of different stuff. And then he tells me that he's interested in becoming an owner operator, um, you know, for varied reasons. And I'll let him get into that when he comes on the show. And so, you know, we made inquiries, found out that, uh, in his position, you can't go right into being an owner-operator. You can in the trucking world if you have money, but if you don't have money. You gotta, you know, you gotta start out as a company driver. So that's where he went. So I was able to refer him to Schneider. Schneider has a um, a little button on their app where you can hit it and you can refer somebody, and then recruiting will call them, and you know, and they get everything set up. So I referred him to Schneider. And then Schneider called him, and then uh, from that point, uh, he's going to have to explain it. So I'm going to, without further ado, I'm going to go ahead and bring on Don Smith, and he's going to talk about what it's like to start out brand new in the trucking industry. Hey, Don. Hey, it is going well, Melissa. I know it's weird. I called you Don. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I will talk to you about that later. Well, I didn't think I should call you dad. That's a weird podcast. I should call you by your name. Okay. Completely professional. Exactly. So, yeah. um, why don't you go ahead and give everybody a quick background on your on yourself and what made you decide to go into trucking, you know, uh, as much information as you want to give. You mean from the beginning when I was born in a hospital to be near my mother? Yeah. <laughs> uh, <laughs> basically, um, it was you know you you were talking to me about uh, driving several years ago when you first started, and I didn't think I wanted to be out on the road. Um, I, I wanted to be close to home. Uh, I didn't think you know that that would be anything I wanted to do, but circumstances lead to circumstances. And uh, when you called, and and or when I called, or when we got together and talked about it, 
some other circumstances come together where the business that I had was, uh, um, you know, was kind of um, feathering out and drying up. And uh, you were talking about the kind of money you're making. And I'm saying, Lord, I need to do this. If I can do this for five or six years, I'll be in good shape. Um, and uh, believe it or not, Snyder called. It wasn't it was a two weeks time before um, I was in school and here I am in uh, Decatur, Alabama in my second week of school. And um, I'll be done next Thursday because I'll be taking the exam, uh, the um, road test and skills test and that kind of thing. Cool. So uh, we want to give everybody that's listening and anybody that comes across this podcast in the future, or this episode in the future, um, as much information as possible for what it's like to go into trucking through a large carrier. Now, things have changed since I, since Russ went in for sure, and definitely since when I, since I went in. Uh, they're doing things differently now. So why don't you uh, tell everybody what it was like, you know, the process of working with Schneider and everything like that and how they got you into school and all the things you had to agree, agree with and all that. Off the, you, you can't you can't go to school unless you have a, a a permit for a class A. So I had to go through the process of getting that permit. I have a class B because I was driving school bus uh, part time. So I'm I'm just upgrading to a, a class A. So I, I study what I need to study. They give you the parts of the test, the parts of the uh, of the exam that you need to go through. So you go through and study that. Take the test. You get your permit. Once you have the permit. You have to get a DOT card, which I already have, but you have to have a DOT card. And they set you up with a school. This particular school is located in Decatur, Alabama. Um, the first uh, the first day, you kind of wonder what in the world you're going to do. Um, so you, you, you show up at uh, 7.30 in the morning, and they start talking to you about one thing or another. Next thing you know, uh, that very first day, you're in a truck, and you're backing up this truck uh, supposedly in a straight line. Um, so that was my introduction to school. Was That was my biggest fear was backing this truck up in a straight line. So, and I did Sorry, it. I was trying to get my, yeah, I was trying to get my dog to quiet down. She's still being a little noisy. But did you tell everybody what you had to agree to in order for Schneider to send you to school? Well, in order to go to school, they will pay for the school, uh, but you have to agree to, to be a driver for them for a year. There were some other companies that I had checked with, and they were like 26 months. Uh, there was another company that you had to agree to be with them for 18 months. Uh, but Schneider, uh, it was it was 12 months. So that was that was pretty cool. I can get out. I can um, work what I need to work, and and that'll give me time to kind of figure out you know, what I'm doing and how I want to get it done. Um, so, you know, that was a, a pretty short uh, commitment to, to be with them, to, for them to pay for the school because the school is several thousand dollars. Yeah, when I went, it was $6,000, so I'm sure it's gone up because it's been almost 10 years since I went to school. So, yeah, it's pretty expensive. Yeah. I don't know the exact um, amount. All I know is that they're paying for it. And that was what I needed because there was no way that I had the money to do that. Yeah, yeah, for sure. Uh, I barely got financing to pay for my school. So I got into trucking by the skin of my teeth. They weren't offering uh, this deal 
when I went to school, so that's awesome. Um, I lost my train of thought. Sounds like uh, Schneider actually has one of the shortest commitments uh, for yeah. them paying for your school. So that's that's pretty cool. That's something to consider when you're thinking about going into uh, one of the large carriers. Schneider only requires a year as opposed to 18 or 26 months. Right. Yeah, back back when I was an instructor, that's um, uh, I think that's what they were requiring. Also, was a was a year. They had that when they had their own schools. That was kind of the same deal. There was one other company out there, um, and I cannot think of the name. It was a six month deal through their school. Uh, but yeah, you're you're completely right. It's Snyder is definitely one of the shortest as far as uh, if they pay for your schooling, you got to agree to a one year commitment. Right. And uh if you don't comply with the commitment, don't they just send you a bill for the uh for the schooling yeah, you, if you end up quitting? Right. If you if you leave them then they send you a bill. Right. Okay. Now, I don't know if you know this or not. Uh somebody else asked this and you might want to ask it if you haven't already. But he was wondering if they just straight out paid for the school and you don't see anything anywhere. Or are they going to, like, say, we made this payment towards your schooling, you know, this week, and you see it on your paycheck every week? Did you guys discuss that at all? Um, basically, they, they pay the school, and I, right. and I believe that they take a piece of it out of your paycheck every week. Okay. So you're That's basically paying for it. Right. Yeah. But on a weekly basis. Yeah, okay. On a okay. weekly basis, yeah. Oh, okay, cool. Uh, I just saw we got uh, Dale Howard on the line. He wants to welcome you to the industry, so I'm going to go ahead and bring him on. Okay. Hi, Dale. How you doing? Good. Uh, uh, for those of you who don't know, I'm sure most people do. My dad might not. I don't know how much of the show he listens to, but he's not really into podcasts. So I'll go ahead and tell him. Uh, this is Dale Howard. He's uh, currently um, a, a truck driver. He used to be a commercial vehicle enforcement, retired. And he comes on our show once a month and does uh, what we call compliance corner. So go ahead, Dale. Hey, I just wanted to jump in and welcome you to the industry. And you are in for the time of your life. There's just so many things to see and do out here. And, uh, yeah, I retired, and I was too honest to steal and too lazy for a paper route, so here I am. And, <laughs> and I just love to drive. I love the industry. And uh, if I can leave you with a couple of pearls of wisdom, it's just never get excited. And if you have to get out of the truck 17 times when you're backing up, get out of the truck 17 times. Don't worry about yeah. what anybody else thinks. Don't worry about whatever anybody else says, uh, you know, take your time, sit back, enjoy the ride, and nobody can ever take away your birthday, and always do your pre-trip. Right. Sounds like good and advice. Yeah, you're, and, and you're in, yeah, you're in for a great career, and yeah, you're going to love it. And Melissa's a great mentor, so don't be afraid to reach out to her and 
any uh, any compliance issues you got, Melissa will be more than happy to share my phone number, and you can call me anytime. And yeah, enjoy your career and enjoy the time. All right, man. Thanks a lot. Yeah, thanks very much, Dale. Appreciate that's all, that. Hey, no worries. That's uh, that's all I got. Just stay safe, pre-trip, pre-trip, and pre-trip. <laughs> all right. Boy, is that ever true? Pre-trip. <laughs> Yeah. Yeah. Have you guys gone over pre-trips at all? Tomorrow will be an intensive day on that. Oh, okay. They, so we haven't yeah, gone we, over pre-trips. They gave us yet, the. So that's cool. They went over it once, and they've given us a sheet which is what you need to go over. Uh, but the actual hands-on is going to be tomorrow, and they'll be working on it for the next three, three or four days. Yeah, it's it's a big thing as pre-trip. Uh, I, when I took the test, you had to memorize the whole thing. They, they didn't let you look at a piece of paper and go through. You actually had to have the list of everything you were supposed to check memorized. And it's a long list. So, yeah. yeah. I don't know if they're still doing that. but uh, I mean, they gave us uh, several pages front and back of what you're, what you're supposed to do and, you know, go over that every day. So that when you start working on it, it's just a matter of getting it off, getting it off your tongue. Right. Yep. Yeah. yeah. Be prepared in your in your test to have to have that memorized because I'm pretty sure that they're not going to let you have a cheat sheet. Yeah. No, we can't have a cheat sheet. No, they've already explained that. Oh yeah. Uh, oh, okay. So. I, I think, I think that's a Tennessee okay. thing. If I'm not mistaken, because there's some, you know, yeah, because Texas. Uh, yeah, you do your uh, your pre-trips written. Uh, that's one of your written right. tests. Um, and yeah, I remember uh, back when we were training some of those students that um, uh, after we got done with them, we would send them up to um, um, not kidding, like West Memphis, and they would go over. You know, the instructor there would get them actually ready for their test um, with all the you know the way that Tennessee wanted it done. So yeah, that, but yeah, yeah. I, uh, go ahead. Yeah, this is uh, this is being done in, in Alabama, so there's an Alabama uh, DOT examiner, and and uh, from what I'm hearing, you know, he's not like rigid. You know, he's he's um, he seems to be pretty cool about what's what's going on, realizing you're a student. And uh, if you miss something, it's kind of helping you. Did you miss something? So you know stuff like that. Mm-hmm. Well, that's good. But you do have to know it. Right. Yeah. Man, this is bringing back memories. I remember when I took my test. Uh, God, I stayed up really late making sure I had that list memorized, and uh, I still missed a couple of things. I didn't miss much. I, I had pretty much the whole thing memorized. Just forgot just a few things when I was doing the test and uh yeah that was nerve wracking taking that test is I was a nervous wreck until the thing was over yes securely mounted no bolts or nuts missing <laughs> uh yeah remember yeah remember yeah remember uh, uh, uh broken missing loose or leaking yes yep. that's kind of uh, I now don't don't don't, don't, don't yeah. Broken, missing, yeah. looser, leaking. Yep. Yeah. Uh, because yep. Uh, that's um, 
you know, he, I don't know how many times I've talked pre-trip and what have you, but that uh, that was my thing is look to see if there's anything broken, missing, loose, or leaking. And yeah. um, I, you know, even you know, every day when I when I roll my hood, I'm, you know, all that's going through my head: what's broken, missing, loose, or leaking? And yep. uh, so, and then once a week, uh, I actually go completely under the truck and put my hands on about everything. Yeah. So, yeah, I, I go through some some pretty thorough pre-trips. So, anyway, I, I'll let y'all get back. Yeah, go ahead, Melissa. Yeah, you you just reminded me, uh, Russ, actually, he showed me how to uh, check stuff that nobody else ever showed me how to check. He showed me how to check the transmission fluid and uh, the gear oil and, and the differentials and everything like that, just above and beyond, you know, what they do in the normal uh, pre-trip. So uh, right. I think I think Russ will teach a, a pre-trip class because he goes, like, way beyond what they do in school. Yeah, well, if you own your but, own vehicle, uh, I mean, that's all on you. Oh, for sure, absolutely. Well, and I'll, I'll go ahead and share. I don't know if I told you this, Um I know that you knew that I was uh, broke down for a long time, but I don't know if I told you the whole story, but I'll go ahead and tell it. Uh, in regards to pre-trip, how important it is to do a pre-trip, no matter how long you've been driving, how short your trip is, whether you have a trailer or whether you're bobtail. Whenever you have been away from your truck for any period of time, you need to look at it. I mean, if you just walk in to the truck stop to go to the bathroom and you walk back out, take a quick peek underneath, you know, see if there's anything leaking, you know, uh, mm-hmm. check and make sure your, your glad hands and your pigtail are connected, your tandems are locked and your fifth wheel is locked. That's just, that's a, that's mm-hmm. not a pre-trip, that's a mid-trip. But yeah, that's, that's, that's just how important it is to keep an eye on things. I tell uh, t- yeah yeah t- yeah tell them your story of, of what we found on I'm your truck. There, I'm getting there. I'm getting there. I'm getting there. I'm getting there. Okay. Um. <laughs> okay. So I've been almost driving for ten years, um, and I pretty much know what to look for. I I don't know how to fix them, but I know when something's wrong. Um. But I don't know. It was it. I've I've gone through a weird time in my life. I can make a large number of excuses for why I did what I did, but the point is is that I messed up and I paid for it. Well, uh, I'm going to pay for it. Um, well, I did pay for it because I was out of work for a month. So I go I go home for a couple of days. I had just gotten a dog, and, you know, I was dealing with her and everything like that, and I was ready to go back out on the road. The truck was bobtail. It had been sitting um, over at a parking area for a couple of days, and I had just looked at it the other day. I actually crawled underneath it and looked around you know, just to make sure everything was cool. And so I go back mm-hmm. and uh, a couple of days later and I was like, well, I need to get on the road. I'm just bobtailing. I need to go down here and pick up this trailer. So I just walked around it really quick. Uh, obviously didn't really look because um, I got in the truck. I got to where I needed to be. I got loaded and on my way, uh, actually I should have been out of town, but I was actually on my way back to the shipper to get the load reworked. Uh, it made a horrible, terrible, no good, very bad sound. And I was able to limp it over to a shopping center and take a look. And apparently 
at some point in between when I crawled underneath the truck and when I jumped in the truck to drive down the road, it had developed um, a differential leak in in one of the diff- – well, actually, it only had one differential because it was a six-by-two. So the differential started leaking, and I didn't see it. Uh, so all the oil leaked out of the differential. The gears ground together and got all mangled up, and basically the whole thing had to be replaced. And it, that's a really expensive – and expensive repair. So I was out of work for almost a month waiting for the truck to get fixed. So no wow. matter how long you've been driving or when's the last time you looked at the truck, always do a thorough pre-trip before you take off because a leak can start at any time, and leaks are the worst. Wow. Yeah, that wasn't the one I was talking about. Um, how about the one oh, where we stopped for lunch uh, on the toll road? Yeah. Oh, that one. That, that's the good one. Okay, here's a good one. All right. So we stopped for lunch on the toll road, and uh, I forget what we ate. But anyways, after we came uh, back out to my truck for me to get back out on the road, there was liquid all over the ground. And I was like, is that the air conditioner? No. It's got a little bit of a color to it, and it's a little slick. Hmm. So uh, Russ was nice enough to crawl underneath the truck and see what it was. And I had a uh, – what do you think it was? You you thought it was at first I, I, yeah at first I thought it was uh, hydraulic fluid coming out of the transmission because of where it was leaking at wasn't familiar with, I wasn't familiar with that DD15 at all and um, right. if it had been on my truck I, yeah yeah anyway yeah long, yeah long story short it turned out to be coolant uh, right. uh, that was leaking out of the truck so well, but right. yeah I, I had no idea that coolant yeah I had no idea that coolant lines ran through there. Uh, on that DD15. Yeah, but nothing was so, empty, yeah. and I was close to a shop, so I drove to the shop that was, I think, it was about 40 miles away or something like that. It was pretty close, 40 to 60. <laughs> we felt like I could drive it a little ways. So I drove down to the shop. They looked, and I go, oh, it's a coolant link. And I was like, oh, that's good. I thought I was going to have to replace the transmission. So, yeah, there's, I, there's good stuff and there's bad stuff when it comes to a pre-trip. If you don't do a pre-trip, you could pay for it seriously. If you do do a pre-trip, you could avoid a major problem. Yeah, yeah. And that was, and that was your route trip there, or your yeah in route inspection. So right, that was more of a mid trip. So what I was talking about um, earlier, when you go inside to have lunch or go to the bathroom or whatever it is, when you walk back out, walk around the truck, see if anything's leaking on the ground, make sure everything's still connected. That would be a mid trip inspection. But you know the philosophy still applies. <laughs> Sorry. Why don't you <laughs> Why don't you tell us? Uh, what it was like, you know, uh, learning how to back. And, you know, tell us your experience and everything else that you observed. Okay. Well, um, learning how to back up was like my biggest fear. I think I cannot do this. This thing is totally long. And I'm used to driving, you know, a 38-foot-long straight bus. I don't have to worry about anything bending in the middle. Um, And just... You know, they the instructors, you know, they give you some, some guidance. They walk along with you while you're doing it. And after, you know, a little bit, you kind of get an understanding of what that's about. But it's just getting, starting to think backwards because that, that thing does the exact opposite of what you think it ought to do. But, you know, after after going through it a couple of times, I, I got it, I got that understanding. And uh, then, it's, then it's pretty good. Of course, a couple of times... Today I messed up a, a couple of times 
on 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 a backing thing. I don't know what I did. I was I was doing. I didn't have my Gatorade today. That's what it was. That's what I'm blaming it <laughs> on. Um, but um, you know, you have to you have to just think, and you can't. The biggest thing for me was oversteering. You only have to turn a wee little bit to get that trailer where you want it to go. You don't have to overdo it, and that's that was the biggest thing I had to overcome was oversteering when you're back in a trailer. Mhm. Yep. And then turn yep, it turn the opposite way that you want to go. Uh, the biggest problem that most people have is that turning the steering wheel the opposite way that you want the trailer to go. Yep. Some most yep. people cannot get their heads around it. That's 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 the hardest part for them. Um, yeah, there's there's several people that that uh, just you know didn't come back after a couple of days because they couldn't get that figured out. Yep, yep. And uh, our call screener, Becky, she just uh, told me that uh, she's been driving for over a million miles, and she still screws up backing sometimes. So, I mean, you're going to have off-backing days no matter um, no matter how long you've been driving. Yeah. A lot of people like to say steer towards the trouble, or turn into the problem. Yeah. Some, some right. people have a theory where if you put your hand on the bottom of the steering wheel, and I don't really apply to this theory or really like it a whole lot, but it's out there, so I'll go ahead and talk about it. They say if you put your hand on the bottom of the steering wheel, then you can turn the direction that you want the trigger to go. And because your hand's on the bottom, the steering wheel goes the proper direction. If you turn to the right, the steering wheel will go to the left, you know. And then, you know, if some people really can't get the whole backwards thing, they can try putting their hand on the bottom of the steering wheel. Um, mm-hmm. I never needed mm-hmm. to do that, but it's uh, it's an option. You could try it if you can't if you can't wrap, wrap wrap your head around the whole backwards thing. Uh, a funny thing is, uh, I told everybody the story about how I learned how to back when I first started driving a truck. And then I didn't back for a really long time. So when I got out on my own uh, with Schneider, I had to relearn how to back. And um, it took me a while to, 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 get, to get the skill back, but I got it back. And I had been out for weeks, you know, just backing up trailers, having a good time, uh, you know, doing my job, playing truck drivers, what I like to say. And I, get, I go home. And I'm trying to back up the, the bobtail, and obviously that's like backing up a car. You turn it the way you want it yeah. to go. And I couldn't back the bobtail up to save my life. I'm like, I don't know what's wrong. I kept turning the steering wheel the wrong way. Yeah. <laughs> mm. You laugh. It'll happen to you, I bet. It'll happen to you. Well, I'm sure it will because it happened to me today. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yep. Yeah, well, that still happens to well, like 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 Becky said, or like she said in that message she sent a while ago. Uh, you know, people that have missed it forever have bad backing days. I, um, you know, I uh, I used to back in the oil field, and I mean, used to set frack tanks and stuff like that. And I mean, we'd sit some of us close enough you can't hardly put a piece of paper between them. And there's days I. You know, there's days I can't hit a dock, you know, and I'm going, what is wrong with me, you know? And then there's days I'll blindside into a hole and never pull up, you know. It just it happens. But I, I can give you a tip for straight line backing. 
Uh, it works. It works every time. As long as your mirrors are set correctly, uh, that would, which is a big help. And what I used to do is where I'm sitting, if I if I lean my head back about an inch, and I can see the side of my trailers or my trailer, my uh, my mirror set right. But anyway, when you're backing up straight, if you look in your left mirror and all of a sudden you start seeing trailer in your left mirror, if you'll turn the steering wheel towards that mirror, it will straighten yeah. you out every time. Yeah. Yeah, that's a good. Didn't know if you'd heard that. Uh, turn the wheel into it. Yeah, yeah. Turn the wheel yep. into it. Yeah, yeah. It, it, yep, it, there you go. You know the the the, the people. You know the, the the trainers here really know what they're talking about. They're 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 pretty calm. Um, even though people are stupid, they're they're pretty calm, and <laughs> and they work they work you through it. You know, um, because I, I've never driven a tractor trailer before. The only thing I I've driven a car with a u-haul trailer behind it and i never did a very good job with that so this is a you know completely different world mm-hmm. yeah uh but i mean if i can learn how to do it i think anybody can learn how to do it you know it's well, that's, uh, what I, that's what i said if you can do it i can do it because i know how you used to drive <laughs> hey you taught me how to drive so i would be careful what you say there mm-hmm. <laughs> Yeah, no, but it, the the weird thing with backing is when you're backing up a tractor trailer, it's a it's it's a mindset. Either you get it or you yeah. don't. If if you don't exactly. get it, you don't get it. When I first was mm-hmm. learning how to back, I didn't get it. I could not figure it out to save my life. I had the trailer going all over the place except where I wanted it to go. And then one day, uh, one of the instructors got up on the step stood on the step next to the driver's door and told me what to do as I did it. And it went right in the hole. And it was like a light yeah. switch turned on in my head. I figured it out. I know what I'm supposed to do. So it's, it's a switch. And if you don't get it, you don't get it. That's about the way it is. Cause you have yep. to figure it out. If so, you don't figure it out, I mean, you know. Yeah. Yep. Um, you should, uh, you know, you were telling about telling me about uh, straight line backing, and how some people think mm-hmm. that just because the tractor is going straight, the trailer should be going straight. What was going on with that? Yeah, well, there was a there was a person who who was backing, and the instructor is telling them to turn the wheel, and they they just refuse to turn the wheel. I mean, they're just they're just going when they when they get. When they run over half a dozen cones and and they're almost jackknives, they want they don't understand where how come the trailer's there. I'm the steering wheel, mm-hmm. the steering wheel straight. Why is the trailer over there? Mm-hmm. And uh, they, yeah. they just didn't understand that. You know, it's a it's a lot like if I don't know how many people have ever had this, but it's a lot like when you're a kid backing up your little red wagon. You just have to figure out, you know, how to get that thing turned where it needs to go, and it's not the way that you think it ought to go. Yep. Yeah, straight line backing, it sounds so easy, but it's just as difficult as mm-hmm. all the other backs. you got to steer the trailer. Yep. You have to steer the trailer. So they're having you do, in school, they're having you do uh, offset backing, what they're calling offset backing, mm-hmm. 
um, and 90-degree backing. So why don't you explain uh, offset backing for everybody? Okay, well, offset backing, they have a course laid out, and you, you do your – you do your pull-up and your back-up for your straight line, and you pull up to a set of cones that they have set in the course, and you turn your wheels to the left because you want the trailer to go to the right. And when you're turning, you're looking in your mirror, and you're looking for whatever it is wherever you are. You're looking for that those hoses or the electric line. Whenever you see that in your mirror, you need to stop and turn your wheels the other way. And then you're, you can, after a bit, you're, you're, you're going to be able to see your trailer and where the cones are that you need to go. And then you just kind of you steer into what you want to get, steer into where you want to go. So it's, the biggest thing is the setup. If you don't have the setup right, then you're, you're going to be all over the place trying to get in the hole that you're trying to get to. Let me ask a question here. So they have you – after you've done your straight line back, they have you moving one hole to your right? Is that what you're doing? Am I following you? Yeah, that's what we're doing, yep. Right, yeah. So we're pulling, yeah, I just did, I just we're did pulling one up those. a length and a half, I think. Right, yeah I, yeah, I just did one of those. I had to move one hole to the right, and uh, yeah, so, okay, yeah. I'm with you. I mean, you got you got some guys that are saying – you know, some people are saying, well, why in the world can't you just go up and – and turn right and then turn left and the trail ought to be behind you, you know, you can go that way, but just a lot of times there's not enough room. It, it doesn't seem to work because I, I, I saw a couple of guys try it and it didn't work. But what they're showing us how to do works. So, you know, to my mind, that's what I ought to do. Exactly. Yeah, yeah I, I did. Uh, well, Right, yeah. Yeah, when I did it, I did a real hard, a real hard snake maneuver, what I call a snake maneuver. I went real, real hard mm-hmm. to the right. I went real, real hard to the left, but you got to go equal decent, equal distance to the left as you do to the right, because when you're going mm-hmm. to the left there, then that's actually moving your trailer. And then I actually got straightened out, and I was um, almost directly in line with the hole. Yeah. Um, there you go. Yeah, if you get enough room, I guess that'd be a good thing to do. Right, but if you're in a limited space, I think that's what they're yeah, well, across. Is if you're in a limited space? Yeah, I, yeah, I had trailers across from me when I did it. Uh, wow. So yeah, yeah, I had I had trailers across from me when I did it. So um, Russ has been backing for and, how long? Oh, I don't know. I started backing vehicles when I was a kid. <laughs> Uh, yeah, back, he does. Uh, he does yeah, tra- yeah. tractor and trailer that's just ridiculous. Yeah, well, there's <laughs> another guy in the in, in the class with me. He's a couple years older than I am, and he's driven like on a farm, and he drove a truck back in the '80s, and so he's kind of got that driving the trailer thing down. And I, you know, I, what I'm doing is I'm watching him, what he's doing, paying attention to what he's doing, and then when the other people get in there and and and, and start doing it. And they're making mistakes. He's telling me the mistakes that they're making, and so I'm learning from somebody else's mistakes, so then I can do what I need to do. Mm-hmm. Yep. But if you don't listen uh, and you don't watch, yeah, you, you're gonna you're gonna die by you're gonna die by your own mistakes because you're not watching somebody else's. Yep. Yep. Yeah, there was a guy uh, in my class. He had been driving before, and he was getting back into it. 
and he was showing off one day. Uh, he had every right to show off because he was an excellent backer. But, I mean, like you said, it's all about the uh, setup. So you get the setup mm-hmm. right, the trailer practically goes into the hole all by itself. So he took the tractor and yep. trailer over at the 90-degree backing uh, setup mm-hmm. at school, did a setup, and then got out, stood on the running board of the truck, and just, you know, just barely moved the steering wheel just a little bit, and the trailer just went mm-hmm. right into the hole. So he just put it yep. in, in reverse, let it go. It, it practically went into it all by itself. He barely had to touch the steering wheel. So, it, yeah, it's, yep. all, it's all about the setup. It does. It works just like that. As long as you get mm-hmm. it set up right, you're in you're in perfect position to, to go back there. And you, it's hard to believe, but mm-hmm. it works because you want to manhandle yep. it, and, yep. and that's just. And then you got guys that, you, and then you you got people that when they they don't get it quite right, then they pull right back into the same. They go right back to where they started from and try to do it again, and that doesn't help because you're in the same position you were before. You have to change your position. Mm-hmm. Yeah, but I need to do a, set up his key. I need to do a video on that because uh, it it really is. It, you could uh, program a computer to do it because it's just a matter of distances and angles and turns. So if if you yep. do it, it exactly right every time, it's gonna do exactly what it's supposed to do. Now you're not gonna get your setup right every time. You might have to do some corrections, you know. But mm-hmm. if you do it the way you're supposed to do it every time, it will go right into the hole. I need to shoot a video on proper setup and watching the trailer just basically go back into the hole almost all by itself. That would be a really cool video for people to see. Um, yeah. So you told me you were doing pretty good on the uh, – huh? I was going to say, I'll shoot the video, you do the backing. <laughs> That's what I was going to say. Yeah, I need somebody to shoot while I did the backing, you know. Um, <laughs> so you were Go telling ahead. me you were doing, you were doing, yeah, you tell me, uh, it's so weird, Dawn, Dad, whatever, you, you were, uh, <laughs> you were telling me that you were doing good on the, uh, on the offset backing and the 90 degree backing, uh, like sometimes uh-huh. one pull up, sometimes no pull ups. So you, you explained the, the offset, uh, explain how you went through the, the 90 degree back. Well, the 90-degree back was, of course, we're turning the, the trailer the other way. They're turning the wheel the other way. With the offset, we were turning it to the left to get over to the right. And because of the way they got this set up, the 90 is on the on the left. So we're, we're coming from the offset lane straight ahead. And then we're turning the wheel to the right, and we're washing the landing gear on the trailer. And as soon as you can see the landing gear on the uh, in your mirrors from the trailer, as soon as you see it, you stop, turn the wheel then back to the left, and then when that the landing gear, uh, there's a little V mount in that, and you line that up with your rear tire. When that rear tire is in that bottom part of the V, you stop, straighten out the wheel, and at that point, that trailer will go right into that hole. Cool. And do a little bit of little bit of you know chasing the trailer as it goes in but uh, mm-hmm. if you set it up just exactly like that and you watch what's going on you'll you'll be backing up about six or eight feet and then you'll start chasing the trailer right into the hole wow and it, it's amazing how it, it works because like... the first time i did it i just didn't get it at all yeah 
because you know you, you I, I I have to you know, people can't explain it to me they can't you can't I I can't read directions and figure something out I have to see mm-hmm. it so right. when, when they the see it way. and they talk it yeah you know, when they see it and talk it then I can figure it out and then I know what's going on but just to say do this or do that I no I ain't working Mhm Yeah I actually learn best by by watching and doing so if I watch somebody else do yeah. it and then then I do it myself that's that's how I that's how I figure it out. Uh, that's where I have my most uh, success. It sounds like you have some really good teachers at that school. I wish I had some uh, yeah, teachers they're, like they're, you had. Well, when, when I when I couldn't get the backing into the ninety, the other guy that was doing really good starts to get in the cab with him and pay attention to what he does. So I got mm-hmm. in the cab with him, watched what he did. He he talked about what he did as he did it, and then when I got in, the next time I did it. So. Mm-hmm. You know, you just have to listen because there are people out there that know things that you don't know. Yep. But then there are people that think okay. they know everything. We'll take a quick break from uh, talking about your experience, and we're going to go and talk to Ed in, I'm going to assume that's Louisiana, maybe L.A., but we'll find out here in a second. He's been driving for four years, and he's got some backing tips. Oh. Hi, Ed, you're on the air. Hello. Thank you for letting me come I, on your show. Thank you for coming on. What what tips do you have for us tonight? Well, first and foremost, I want to share. I learned on the farm back in grain wagons. You're talking about how to get your head around, you know, getting used to dealing with things that bend in the middle, so to speak. And, uh, you know, that's kind of where I got my you know, start was the kid was on the farm, you know. But I want to throw something out there that is probably going to sound pretty crazy. But I like to, you know, visual aids. You know, anytime you get a hold of a visual aid and if you're cab, you know, when you're dealing with an issue, something, you know, as you have, you know, as you say, a hard time getting your head around, I would encourage you to go to Lowe's Menards, wherever you want at Walmart, and get you a small handheld square. You know, like you know, what I mean, it's got it's got like a wooden handle, and put that in your cab with you. Now, again, this is a visual aid. Okay, and you're thinking, what the heck does this T square small one have to do with backing? Well, if you look at that, the T square would represent your handle, and the the the, the straight edge would represent your trailer. It's a perfect 45. And what I again, I, again, I know it sounds crazy. But it, it just, I think if you would just put that and you just look at it, and as crazy as that sounds, it may, you know, in time, I'll be able to help you to understand the concept. You know, it, it, again, it's a visual. I know that sounds really screwy, but I just encourage you to try it if you're having trouble with it. You know, because it, re- it represents what we do. It represents, you know, we have to do it every day. You know, back in bird be blindsided or, you know, Backing in, you know, as you should with your, or you know, we can see out there, you got your driver's door, you know. And I was telling your screener, I uh, to this day, uh, I'd get thrown out of it out of school because I, when I'm backing, my my left driver's door is open. <laughs> That's just the way it's been, you know. Here again, I'm 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 not been out for I'm I'm pushing 40 years, you know. And uh, I've been told that that's a big no-no, you know, with your school. But, you know, I never had to do anything like that. I I learned, you know, uh, again, 
on the farm and uh, uh, started uh, delivering food as a young man and uh, got a lot of tips from other drivers, you know, so I learned, you know. So that's my tip of the day. Thanks for letting me come on. Yeah, thank you. Uh, that's for people. He wants to be on the show, too. <laughs> so, um, got another uh, person on the line that has some questions about truck stops. Hang on. Come on, now. I'm trying to do a show. So, uh, I'm going to go ahead and bring on Roy in Louisiana. Roy, you're on the air. Hey, everybody. How are you? Doing good. What's your question? Hey, guys. Uh, first thing first, uh, I love what you do with the program. Phenomenal show. And um, I, I, I wish you guys were on uh, seven days a week. But uh, great what you do for all of us out here listening. Well, thank you. Real quick, uh, I got a quick question. Is, is Melissa still there? Because it actually uh, had to do with her and the truck stops, if that's possible. Yeah, I'm here. Okay, Melissa. With those big ass teeth that you have, uh, you ever? <sighs> Goodness gracious! I I, I heard that coming. <laughs> I was just a little slow. Oh, I'm not even going to go to the other caller. Apparently, we have a couple people that like to call in and just you know. Apparently, they have nothing better to do with their time than to come onto a podcast and be a jerk. So yeah. let's just let's just talk amongst ourselves. Um, did you see? Did you see the message I sent you? Yeah, yeah, but I thought you were talking about the, uh, somebody else. Oh um, no. Anyway. Ah. Uh, where was I? So, uh, you, so when do you uh, when do you take your test to uh, to graduate school? Next Thursday. Next Thursday, and do you know what exactly they're going to have you do? Well, they're going to have us go through the pre-trip. So you go through the pre-trip, and, and depends upon which one you get. You'll get a there's there's one of four that you'll get. Whether you get the the outside cab, the inside of the cab, the right side, just the trailer, or the whole thing. So there's just four different pieces that you'll do. That you'll you, know, you only have one chance in four to have to do the whole thing, the cab and the trailer. And uh, then once you get that done, you go through the obstacle course, which is the straight back offset back in the 90. And then once you have that done, then they take you out on the road, and it's about, I think it's about a 15-minute thing. They go 15 minutes out, 15 minutes back. Um, and the, the school, of course, you know, takes you through and, and goes over with you what you need to do, how you need to get it done, where you need to be. Awesome. Well, it sounds like you're going to do great because from everything that you've been telling me, you're uh, you're picking it up pretty nicely. Well, the, the the yeah, I mean, the only thing that I'm you know we'll, we'll be working on next is going to be that pre-trip. Of course, with the bus, I do a pre-trip, but it's not you know it's it's not as extensive as it is on the truck because you get that trailer. Um, so it's just a matter of getting getting down what needs to be got down and. And of course, the fun thing is uh, is uh, shifting and double clutching and downshifting. So, it's oh yeah, clutch. Uh, 
What? Uh, yeah, Russ, you want to talk about floating gears? <laughs> yeah, I said, what's a clutch? Uh, yeah, uh, and that's just for taking <laughs> off and stopping. Yeah, well, Melissa could say what's a clutch, too. Yeah, uh, um, yeah, yeah, yeah. She, she's got an auto, anyway. But uh, yeah, I, I mean, if you can double, cl- if you can double clutch, you can float. As a matter of fact, uh, uh, Melissa learned that uh, uh, one day. She ended up uh, driving my truck, and uh, my truck is the clutch is just atrocious in it. It's it's very heavy, and. Uh, I told her, I said, I said, float the gears. And she's like, I've never floated the gears. I was like, it's the exact same process. I said, just don't touch the clutch. <laughs> and, uh, but I mean, yeah, I mean, it's the exact same process. It's the exact same rhythm. Uh, you're just not putting your foot on the clutch. Uh, I used to mm. teach my students, uh, you know, they would have, they would be having a problem, you know, shifting and double clutching and, and what have you. And of course I showed them how to double clutch. It was a requirement. And, um, Anyway, if they were still having problems, uh, I would take my left foot, and I would put it up on the dash, and I'd say, watch. I can go up. I can go down. It's the exact same process. It's the exact same rhythm. Uh, I'm just, you know, I'm not using the clutch. Uh-huh. So, uh, but anyway, once they would see me do that, that I could shift it, then I mean, never grind a gear and, you know, go up, go down, what have you. And then, of course, then I would go back to double clutching it. They would kind of start understanding. I right, look. It's just a matter of getting your RPMs matched with the speed on your truck to shift it. Okay. So it, it's you know it's that it's that simple. I, I don't know if that makes sense to you, but I mean it's it, uh, it's the exact same process. You're just not using the clutch. It's the exact same rhythm. It's like yeah. dancing or shooting skeet. Yeah. Yeah. It, it, we're going to go through all of this double clutching and do all this shifting and all this stuff, and I'm going to go work for a company that's probably going to give you an automatic truck. Yeah, but you got to learn. That, well, yeah, yeah, you definitely got to learn, and yeah, and you know, everybody does seem to be going to uh, uh, to auto shifts. The auto shifts um, have gotten really good. Um, mm-hmm. You know, when they first came out years ago, I mean, they had a few problems. Becky and I were a test team for Snyder. Um, right. We uh, we were we had the exception to the rule because we you know these were fairly early um, uh, two pedal trucks, and uh, we put like I think we put three hundred and thirty thousand miles on that truck in a year, and never had a problem out of the transmission. Yeah. Uh, so and. Then we, uh, you know, we had a truck that was almost identical to that, and we couldn't keep, seem to keep a transmission in it. But now, like I said, the oh. auto shift seems seems to, yeah, yeah, they seem to have gotten uh, pretty decent to where they're uh, pretty reliable, pretty dependable, and uh, don't have a whole lot of problems anymore. So, but yeah, that's that's well, what, that's the way mean. it's going to go. Yeah, go they, they seem to be excited because the fuel economy is much better with an auto. Uh huh. That's what, uh, that's what they're saying. Yeah. Right. Yeah, because they got that yep. new and technology. The, the, um, the, uh, oh, the predictive cruise. Eco-coast. And the Eco-coast. Right. Mm-hmm. Or um, yeah. what did, uh, and I can't remember what his name is, but what did he say here the other week? Georgia Overdrive. That's what. That's the word he used. <laughs> I keep thinking of his name. 
Yeah, William. Yep. But yeah, Georgia Overdrive. Basically, they're kicking into neutral. Uh, so. My dogs are getting rusty. But yeah, I would. Natives I, are getting. Yeah, I, yeah, I can hear the natives are getting restless. Uh, you know, I would not that uh, not that the automatics aren't getting awesome fuel mileage. I mean, I can't argue that the evidence is everywhere. Um, but you know, a, a smart driver with a with a standard can do the same thing. At least you know, yeah. I I believe I can. You know, just judging by what uh, you know what my truck does fuel mileage wise. Well, I know yeah, Melissa, you were you were saying that you were doing some stuff with your truck, getting that kind of mileage, really good mileage out of it. Yeah, the the truck that I had before, yeah, we had it up yeah. to nine on on a uh, on a thirty day average, and it was a manual. Yes, if you if you pay attention, you can do it yourself. the The thing is, is that with the big companies, they're not and the type of people that they're hiring, um, because I mean it's an okay paying job, but it's not the best paying job. In order for them to get the best fuel mileage, they have to have the automatics because they're not going to have right. on the majority conscientious, you know, responsible drivers. So that's why that's why the big companies are going to automatics. Well, I can understand why they're doing it because I mean, you know, they're paying the bill. Mm-hmm. Exactly. Yeah. Yep. Oh, 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 yeah. Exactly. That's exactly what I was fixing to say. You know, uh, yep. I know when I was uh, when I first started doing this. And I wouldn't have to pay for fuel or anything like that. Uh, you know, get, get in there, gas on it, let's go. And mm-hmm. then I, I started getting a little smarter uh, as a company driver and going, you know, I need to take care of the company equipment like it's my equipment and uh, try to get decent fuel mileage. There was always a fuel mileage contest going around here. And I actually scored in the top 10 in the whole company uh, for one month. So cool, and I, and then uh, yeah, then I constantly strive to do that. Um, so uh, that's kind of what got me into a little bit of the fuel mileage stuff, and then of course becoming owner operator, and then fuel mileage is the world. Yeah. Mhm. Yep. Uh, well, we're coming down to the end of the show. There's just one more thing that I wanted to mention that I found out today that I thought was kind of. Uh, comical. So Don is learning um, all about offset backing and 90 degree backing, and that's what he's going to be tested on. The funny thing is, is that when he goes over to Schneider and goes into their training, their main focus is going to be a 45 degree back, and I'm pretty sure you've never done one, right? Nope. It's going to be brand new for you, because that's what Schneider likes, is those 45 degree backs. So you get to learn even more after you graduate. Just expanding my cranium. Yep, yep. And once again, with the 45, it's all about the setup. You, you set up properly, it'll go right into the hole. No problem. Yep. The 45 and the modified 45, which seems like I do a modified 45 more than I do a 45. But Yep. Yeah, Russ likes to call that the 445. Schneider doesn't teach that. Some of the trainers might <laughs> still do it, but it's not an official back from, from Schneider, though. Yeah. Well, I know some of the guys but, uh, when they try to do this, when they try to do the offset, they end up they end up looking like a forty-five. Well, maybe they'll be better at the forty-five than the offset. Who knows? <laughs> yeah. 
Yeah, well, uh, thanks very much for coming on the show. I really appreciate it. And uh, we'd love to have you back on after you finish with Schneider's training to, to see what you thought. Well, that'll be good. I appreciate you asking me. All right. Thanks very much. Um, we're going to go ahead and close out the show. There's still three minutes left, but my dogs are about to murder me, and uh, we got to get going. So I hope everybody enjoyed the show. If you think somebody else could get something out of it, please share it. There is a pinned link on the top of the Facebook page that allows you to share all of the podcasts, not just this one, so they can have access to all the episodes. Um, and uh, thanks, everybody, for calling in, and we will talk to you next week.